Okay, tough guy. I guess I guess Scruggs uh, was playing. I don't know. Let's talk about another assistant coach uh, leading the Badgers, plus some of your comments and the takes on my over-unders for the Badger football team. Let's talk about it all. Locked on Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for joining us. For all the everydayers, y'all are incredible. Thank you for helping us build this community. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. All right, let's talk about it. Um, another coach, right? This is super. I have so many thoughts on Greg Scruggs leaving to go to Michigan. And I guess it's not fully confirmed yet, but there's enough smoke out there. I did kind of want to hold off until this rumor has been circulating for a couple days. And I wanted to hold off a little bit until we had a little more confirmation on it. It looks barring any type of last minute thing like this is happening, right? So Greg Scruggs, defense line coach, heading to Michigan to take on that same type of role. I have a bunch of thoughts on this. Um, the first one I want to start with is I never begrudge anybody for finding an opportunity that they think is better for them, their family, their future. I've done that personally, professionally. I think a lot of us have probably done something similar, right? Taking another job that they think is a little bit better. There's nothing to begrudge there. Like if he thinks that's a better opportunity for him, you know, go crush it. The, the bigger issue here is... I mean, we've, we, Luke Fickle has now replaced five coaches that he originally hired, right? There's, there's more guys that he's replaced than are still on staff in, and he's been here a year. That's crazy. Um, and it hurts the Badgers, right? This is the big point. I don't want to bury the lead on this show. I do that sometimes. I, I, I really bury the lead. I'm trying to get better with that. The big point is there's no aspect of this that's good for Wisconsin. Okay. That's the big point. Because coaches leave for basically three reasons. Assistant coaches. They leave because they're getting a, a better pro, a quote-unquote better program. And let's be honest, Michigan just won a national title. Michigan's a blue blood. Okay, He's going to have a more loaded defensive line room. He's going to have access to better recruits. Like Michigan is a blue blood. So coaches leave because they get poached by a bigger school. Coaches leave because they burn out. Or coaches leave because they get fired. It, those are the three big reasons, right? They get fired. They can't do the job. Um, and if you've been uh, the head coach at Wisconsin for a year, you know, none of these coaches are burned out, right? So all the coaches that have left this group of five coaches, they've either been poached by a quote-unquote better program or they didn't really work, right? You look at uh, the offensive line coach. He got reassigned. None of that's good for Wisconsin. Like I, I hear fans talk about, well, Let's take solace in the fact that Luke Fickle's hiring these guys that these other places are poaching. Yeah, that's great. It's, that doesn't help Wisconsin. I mean, I, it gives you faith that he's going to hire another guy that's going to be really good, but that doesn't help Wisconsin. You don't get brownie points or, or an extra win in the 2024 season because you're hiring really good coaches that go somewhere else. Like, there's no – that's my biggest point here. There's no scenario where this is good for Wisconsin. Okay, this is not good. It's, is it the death knell? No, absolutely not. And Scruggs is fine. He's replaceable. Like, I, There's a middle ground to all of this um, where you have some fans who say, oh, the sky is falling, Wisconsin can't keep coaches. You have other fans who freak out on the coach, on the fans that freak out about it. No, there's a middle ground. This isn't the end of the program, but this is also not good. right? 
You look at what Greg Scruggs did on the recruiting trail. He brought in two four-stars last year. When was the last time Wisconsin brought in two four-star defense alignment? Scruggs had his position really well for a couple big-time players this cycle, um, which leads me into one of my biggest points on this. It impacts recruiting. If you continue to cycle through coaches, coaches have, have built relationships with people, with players in the 25 class, in the 26 class, excuse me. And now you're bringing in someone else. And all of that takes time and effort to kind of rebuild some of those relationships, to rebuild some of those, those connections, right? Like that, that takes time. It, listen, let's be honest. Nobody has unlimited time. The head coach of Wisconsin is spending an inordinate amount of time hiring new coaches, Right. That's time he could be putting somewhere else. That's time he could be building the program in other areas. And I don't want to pretend like this is a, a national search. Like he probably already has a guy or two or three on a short list. I'm sure he does. But even then, that's time and energy he's putting into that that isn't being put into other parts of the program like that. That matters. Right. Continuity matters. How many times have we talked about players continuing to have to adjust to new coaches and learn little little differences in vocabulary and verbiage and technique. This is another example of that, right? You got to get continuity. And I do understand there is a, there's a side of this where this is college football now. Play, coaches are going to move, right? Coaches are going to be flexible. Um, we're going to lose. This is the last coach we'll lose. But I don't think coaches being flexible means you, you should be tr- – transitioning over 50% of your coaching staff year to year, right? This is more than it should be. And again, that's, that's a combination of probably maybe not making the best hires, maybe hiring guys that are, that for whatever reason are coming in with their already foot half out the door, looking for the next opportunity. And again, this is a tightrope. I don't judge people for that, but you got to get some people who are going to put down roots for a couple of years. You can't keep a revolving door on the staff because uh, I do think it impacts things. Now, I want to put up a comment here because I think this is really interesting. Uh, this is from Coach Anderson. He put this on Twitter. And listen, I love Coach Anderson, right? Darren Rady comes on the show all the time. Super sharp guy. But him and I disagree on some stuff at times, and I think that's healthy. He put this on Twitter regarding Greg Scruggs to Michigan. What did Scruggs do at Wisconsin that you feel like 250000 raise and or uh, is, is applicable or couldn't be replaced by a new D-line coach? I'm all for paying coaches more. However, I don't want to throw money at people to keep up with the Joneses. Two things here that I slightly disagree with. The first one is uh, what did Wisconsin do or what did Scruggs do at Wisconsin? He landed two four-star guys. Like, again, just find the last defensive line coach that's done that at Wisconsin. Like, it's hard, right? And in terms of the defensive line struggle last year, I think that's more because the cupboard wasn't as full as it should be. I don't put that on Scruggs. Like, there's a lack of talent there. And um, it's not that I don't like some of those players, but I think he probably – I don't know who you would have brought in that would have made that defense line like one of the better units in the Big Ten last year. I don't put that on Scruggs. Um, on his second point that I kind of push back again on, I'm all for paying coaches more. However, I don't want to throw money around at people to keep up with the Joneses. Well, then you're not going to keep up with the Joneses. Like, isn't that the point of, isn't that the point of what we're trying to do here is to catch up to the Joneses, right? Um that's the goal. That's from McIntosh, right? I'm not saying that. That's Chris McIntosh. That's Luke Fickle saying that. Now, I want to be super clear on this. I don't know if this was just a money thing, right? There's a lot of reasons to go to Michigan as a defensive line coach that have nothing to do with money. So I, I'm, I don't want to put it out there that this was just a money thing. But if, if it was just a money thing and you, you think you got the right dude, then, yeah, you match it. Because part of – and, again, this is just my opinion. You're not going to catch up to the Joneses if you don't spend money to keep up with the Joneses. And that's – think what we're trying to do at Wisconsin we're trying to catch up to those programs well if that's the case then you can't if it is solely a money thing you can't let them poach your guys 
I, and that's just my opinion. That doesn't mean he's not going to go hire another really good defense line coach. He probably will. Luke Fickle's an incredibly sharp guy. He's going to get somebody else. Um, and again, I'm not saying this was solely a money thing because I don't think it probably was. There's a lot of things that Michigan can offer right now that Wisconsin can't right now. They're coming off a national title. Okay, that matters. They're a blue blood. That matters. Um, but yeah, I kind of do want to spend money on the elite. If we think we have an elite assistant coach, and I guess that's up for interpretation too, maybe Scruggs is or isn't that. But if you think you do, then you got to spend the money to keep them. Because if you're not spending money to keep up with the Joneses in intelligent ways, don't just throw money around, but keeping a really good coach isn't just throwing money around. Sometimes you have to do that. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to catch the Joneses. I, that's Again, love Coach Anderson. I think him and I disagree slightly on this, and we'll probably talk about it the next time he's on. And I look forward to that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break there, and then the rest of the show is literally just your comments. I got a bunch of comments from previous shows. I already got comments in the live section I want to hit on. Um, let me know if you disagree with me or not. Again, I don't think this is a death blow. Like, I'm not even over, that broken up about losing Greg Scruggs, although I think it stinks. I think he's a good coach. He showed he's a good recruiter. I thought he was a big part of the staff. Listen, there's a reason Michigan's hiring him. They're not hiring him because he's a schlub, right? So I think it's a big loss. I don't think it's irreplaceable. I'm more concerned with the larger picture of losing five-ish coaches, right, in a year. Look, I think that raises some questions there. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show over at um, – excuse me, over at Fanfield. Then we're going to come back with your thoughts, your thoughts on Greg Scruggs going to Michigan. Um, and then I have a bunch of comments I want to get to in as well. We're going to do that next on Lockdown Batteries. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our great friends over at Fanduel.com slash Lockdown. Hey, Ryan, you like money, right? Yeah, Ryan, I like money. Well, you know where you can go get some money, Ryan? If you bet smartly over at Fanduel.com slash Lockdown. Again, do it responsibly, but it is a great spot, right, to make a little bit of extra change and do it on sports, do it with something you love anyway. Jazz up the NBA season, the college basketball season. It's all there over on FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. They are the official sports betting partner of the NFL, the NBA, a ton of sports. They have all the type of action you want, futures, parlay spreads, teasers. It's all there. I am definitely that dude laying down like 17 parlays, hoping to get it, hit it big. And when I do, I won't forget any of you. I'm not going to forget the little people when I hit it big over at fanduel.com slash locked on. Um, we're going to party together when that happens. Right now, new customers bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Head over to fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's get comments. Let's get the community in on this. Dennis Reynolds says, not good timing. Actually, from a timing standpoint, I don't think it's terrible. Right, like you signed your recruiting class, uh, the 24s are in the door. you got a while to rebuild the 25 relationships. Um, obviously, spring's coming up. I think you have time to get I, – I actually think this is about the best timing from a losing an assistant standpoint. But it's not great. Uh, Robert Swartzen says, okay, tough guy. Yeah, there's another Scruggsism, right? I ain't playing. Okay, tough guy. Um, I have some comments from previous shows I want to get into. Michael B. says, Fickle needs to start holding on to his assistant coaches. Uh, listen, you can't keep cycling through at this rate. And I agree with Michael on that. Now, again, it's a tricky thing, right? Because if you hire a coach and an Alabama comes calling, like what's Luke Fickle supposed to do? Chain him into the basement of Camp Randall? No, moving to Alabama for Coach Hitchler makes sense. Moving to Michigan for Greg Scruggs makes sense. But maybe there needs to be some upfront conversations when you hire a couple of these guys and just, hey, we need a couple of years. I'm all for career progression, but we've had too much turnover. If we're bringing you in here, 
Um, we need a couple years to build some continuity on the staff. And I think it's fair to have those upfront conversations. Doesn't mean it's going to work out perfectly because it's life and life isn't perfect. Uh, certainly you understand things change, but, and I'm not saying those conversations didn't happen. I'm just saying, again, from the, the big picture, you can't have this much staff turnover continually. And some of this is bad luck. Super clear on this. Like Michigan and Alabama have coaching turnover and they just come suddenly calling. Some of that's just bad luck for Wisconsin. Um, but sometimes you make your own luck too. David P. Talking about the Ohio State basketball game coming up. They really got to beat Ohio State to turn things around. The way things are going, this is a top 10. Like This is a number 10 in the must-win ranking, in my opinion. Home game against not very good team. David, I am 100% with you. This, this is the biggest game of the year up to this point. Forget Purdue. Forget Marquette. Like, you're at a fulcrum, right? Like, you are, you are towing the precipice of this season right now as a basketball program. And this thing could tip either way. You're like that guy on the World Trade Towers of the big bar on a wire. Just You could fall off this thing pretty quickly. And if you fall off, you could go down a ways. You got to win this game. You have to win this game. This Ohio State game is – you win it. Build some momentum. Maybe you can get back on track a little bit. I, I continue to say this the basketball team's not as bad as you've seen in the last four games. They probably weren't as good as they weren't as good as the number six ranking either. That truth is somewhere in the middle. Water finds its level. Um, don't overly freak out, Badger fans. I know it's these last four games have been super rough. I've been right there with you. I've done a therapy show after every one of them. I need therapy for doing the therapy shows. It's not the season's not over though. Let's see if they bounce back. I think getting back at home, getting some of that that Cole center mojo is going to really be good for this team. So I hope so. Um, a Hills, this is a great comment. We did the over under football show and he said, does nine and three get us into college playoffs? And I had to stop thinking about it. I'm like, I think it does. I think you go nine and three next year with this schedule, which means you probably don't have any bad losses. Cause assuming you're going to lose probably to Bama, Oregon, um, maybe Penn State or USC, and you win the rest of them. That gives you an Iowa win, a Minnesota win, a Nebraska win, and a win against one of those four. Let's listen. Nine and three gets you ranked right in that 10, 11, 12 range. And with this schedule, I think that gets you into the playoffs. That's going to be exciting next year. Now, will we get nine and three? I don't know, but I do think it gets you there. A Hill says anything less than seven wins is a major disappointment. I'd agree. I'd agree. Listen. Tougher schedule or not, right? This is still Wisconsin football. This is this is still there's a standard here and a pedigree here and a history here. And if you win six games in year two of hiring um, a really established coach, and yeah, nobody's going to be satisfied with six wins. You, I think I agree. I went seven and five on my projection, and even that felt like a little like a little soul sucking to think, man, we could lose five games next year. Um, yeah, if you lose less than – or if you win less than seven, I'm 100% there with you, A-Hills. I think that would be a disappointment. Lee, we got some positivity uh, from Lee H. On defense, really talented outside linebacker additions should make a very positive impact in 24, get pass rush, disrupt the offenses. I believe 10 and 4 is a possibility. Let's go, Lee. Listen, we need a little bit of optimism on this show, so I'm all for it on this one. Um, Bo Draken says, are you burning firecrackers for what? Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with my fire back there. Dennis says it's because my firewood is wet. That's possible. I usually it's usually not crackling like that, and it's the same wood pile. Um, not so I I don't know, man. Uh, John Berger, Tyler Van Dyke runs a four three forty. Yeah, so we we got um, uh, Brady Collins put out his speed list right, and 
Let's talk about Tyler Van Dyke for a second. Tyler Van Dyke had a 20.34 mile an hour sprint. That's off the top of my head, but it's right in that range, right? Ahead of Nizer Forkren, ahead of uh, Tyrell Henry, the transfer receiver coming out of Michigan State. I got to be honest, man. I talked to some other people. They're like, ah, it's not that surprising. It's workouts. That was a big pop. They were like, it's workouts. It's this and that. You know, a lot of people can run that fast. I was shocked because watching Tyler Van Dyke on film, I don't see a guy that's running 20 plus miles an hour. Now, again, I understand. On film, in pads is different than just sprinting in like a training session, right? I think it's fair to say, A, that's great. Any any bit of positive metric is a good thing, right? Like it's good if Tyler Van Dyke is faster than we think he is. Obviously, that's a good thing. Okay, so yeah, be excited about it. I don't think that fully translates to playing though. Don't don't expect um, – I, 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 I wouldn't expect a dual threat next, quarterback next year seeing – even the seeing that speed. But – could he could he do some Jack Cohn stuff where occasionally he you remember Jack Cohn in, in the Big Ten Championship game against Ohio State in the first half, especially? Could he do some of that, right? Where he breaks a play and you're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, he, he picked up 20 yards for us on a really big moment. I think you could see some of that from Tyler Van Dyke next year, and that's a good thing, right? He's not a statue. And if if you take one thing from those speed measurements, those speed metrics, take that. Take that he's not a statue. He can move, right? That's a real number. Um, I, I didn't see that on film, but I'm excited for it. John also says, bye-bye, scrubs. <laughs> Kick rocks. Bird Dogger says, we aren't paying the assistance. Brian Dodson also says, dollar signs. Vance Childers says, I'm worried this is the biggest loss we've had from our coach- coaching staff. Yeah. Um, you got to – again, it goes back to kind of the point I made earlier, and I agree with all of you to some degree. If it's purely a money thing and we just aren't going to pay, then I think you get what you pay for to some degree, right? Like that's not to say that you have to pay every assistant – the top of the market, Wisconsin will never do that. And Wisconsin probably should, should probably never do that. But if you have a guy you really believe in, if you think Scruggs is a difference maker, and again, I'm not saying money was the issue, the, the biggest issue here. Uh, but sometimes you have to pay with the Joneses. If you, It's not keeping up with the Joneses for Wisconsin. It's catching the Joneses. You're going to have to pay sometimes. T, oh, I want to touch on this. T said, let's hope Mike Vrabel comes on. I don't know if you should hope Mike Vrabel comes on as a defensive line coach. I have a thought on this that I think a lot of people would disagree with. Uh, Listen, Vrabel, you couldn't hire a defensive line coach with a higher coaching pedigree than Mike Vrabel. He would step into that room and any college defensive line room in the country, any college defensive room in the country, and players' heads would snap to attention and he would command respect, right? He's that type of dude, that type of pedigree, that type of history. Does he want to grind on the recruiting trail? There's a guy who's been an NFL like head coach who who's played and won a Super Bowl. Like, does he want to grind on the recruiting trail? Does he want to text kids 24-7? Does he want to go on recruiting trips? And I'm just saying, man, that feels like a, a, a coach. And I could be dead wrong on this. I'm sure he's super competitive. And I'm sure he could he could speak the game if he wanted to. You need a really hungry guy on the recruiting trail. And a lot of guys who used to be in the NFL, they, they express very little interest in that aspect of college coaching. And I don't think you could have a college coach if they're not into recruiting. So that would be my big concern there. Tyler, uh, let's see a couple more comments here. Christian Gross says, start Willer next year so he won't fall Scruggs to Michigan. I don't think – I'm not that worried about Willer or Dylan moving. Um, listen, Dylan is a big wrestling guy. Dylan loves, loves Fickle. I'm not that worried about Dylan Johnson leaving – leaving anywhere and Willer wants to play 
like that's one of the biggest reasons he came to Wisconsin. I have that uh, confirmed. Like he he looks at Wisconsin as I can go there, play right away, in three years go to the NFL. That's one of his, that's that's his mindset, and that's a good mindset. Listen, get to the NFL and get paid. It's going to be harder at Michigan. There's a lot more bodies. That's one of the reasons he committed to Wisconsin is the depth chart should allow him to get on the field earlier. So I don't know. I'm not that worried about anybody leaving. I'm really not. I am more worried about not even worried, but it sets us back with relationships that we built with the 25 kids and the 26 kids. You know, that hurts. Um, there's guys that we've talked about, Dominic Nichols, right? As possibilities, I think those are gone now that Scruggs is out of here. So, I, I, yeah, John Berger says, I just don't want to lose Willard. I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I truthfully don't. Okay, let's take a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, I want to come back and talk a little bit about the discussion around Greg Gard if we don't make March Madness and what I think that might mean for his program and this program. So we're going to do that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is the number one source for all your car buying needs. Listen, we've all been there, right? We've all had – I've been there more than most of y'all. Like, I've had so many car accidents. I've hit I've hit guardrails. I've hit the same guardrail twice. Um, you should see – the, the door on our Ford Focus right now looks like it's, I mean, it looks like I came back from Ukraine serving on the front line with that thing. The door doesn't really open. It like pops when it opens. It's ridiculous because I've hit, hit stuff with it. I need eBay Motors, right? The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay Guaranteed Fit allows you to get the perfect fit the first time. Over 122 million parts. Basically everything I need to replace everything that I break. It's all there on eBay Motors, right? Um, hubs and radio parts and and every single interior exterior part for your car for your ride for your ride or die and with ebay motors you get the best price so you're burning rubber you're not burning cash and right now there's a great new offer on eligible items only uh, exclusions to apply ebay guaranteed fit is only available to us customers keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com all right let's keep going here i want to talk about bring this comment up and again um on the screen right here I have our Discord. Our Discord is just a Badger community. Go join the Discord. Come talk Badgers with us. It's free. Uh, there's no politics. There's no gophers. Everything else is there. Come join us. Talk Badgers. We're always there chatting up. It's a great, great community. Um, yeah, so come over there. Head over there. Join our uh, Lockdown Badgers Discord. Again, completely free. It's just a Badgers forum. We're talking Badgers and really everything else. It's in its entire community uh, for free. Okay, I want to put this comment up. This is from a show we did previously. This is from Commandant Clink, who is a great friend of the show. I uh, love Commandant. And he's a really level-headed guy, which is why I thought this comment was interesting. He said, if this team, which was 8-1 and one, um, in the Big Ten at one point, does not make the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, I am done with Greg Gard, and I will ask for a seat on the Bo Dragon and JB fire train. So it got me thinking, right, what would it take? Because I don't think Greg Gard is, is on the hot seat right now. I, I legitimately don't. I don't know. Does that mean Chris McIntosh isn't paying attention to a four-game losing streak in the middle of the season? Of course he is, but this was, as Commandant points out, an eight and one team in the Big Ten at one point. So I don't think he's on the hot seat. Now, let's say this thing really craters. I hope it doesn't. That's absolutely not what I'm rooting for. I don't think that will happen either. But let's say it really craters and this team misses March. What do I think? What do you think? I think if I think if you miss March Madness. You, you don't get into the tournament for the second straight year at a program where that is the standard. But let's, I talked about the football standard. The basketball standard is no different. It's it's, it's an incredibly proud program. But the standard's been set. And if you miss it twice in a row, 
I don't think he gets fired. I, I, I really don't. And that's based on partially my gut and based partially on some discussion, just some, some informal talks. I have listen, I haven't asked that specific question. Right. Um, but the vibe I get from a couple of people I've talked to, I don't think he would get fired if he missed March. I do think that would put the seat up to level 10 and next year would be the, the show me or, or you're gone type of season. So no, I don't, th- I don't think he would get fired if he didn't make the, the tournament. I think it would raise the intensity level on his seat to the maximum level. And then he would have to prove it the next year, or that would be his final season. I'm curious what you guys think on that, but that's where I'm at. And that's kind of, if it got to that point, I think that's how it would play out. Obviously John Berger fire guard. Um, yeah, I, I can sense the frustration, man. I really can. I really can. Ryan Eilers, who I love, man. He's he's got such a good mind for this stuff. Said ceiling, sweet sixteen, floor, NIT. He said just average. Yeah, and listen, if if that's if that's what Chris McIntosh thinks, Chris McIntosh has shown a boldness that's a little unique to his his longevity in that position, right? And if he's if he sees this a sweet sixteen ceiling type of a program under Greg Gard. Yeah, then then he probably will move on. Uh, I I can see that. Now, I don't know what he sees that uh, as or not. Uh, Ryan says, uh, the great guard, the Sharon Moore of college basketball. Listen, I'll say this. I was surprised Michigan didn't go after a more established name. I hope that program, this has nothing to do with Greg Scruggs. I hope that program fractures and falls into a pit in the earth. Like, I hope they go 0-12 next year. I hope it falls apart. I, y'all already know where I'm at on Michigan. And that that's before they went and took Scruggs from us. I, I hope that thing craters. I hope they don't win another game. I hope those pompous, arrogant fans. Oh, boy. Yeah. I Man, I, I can't with that, that team, man. I absolutely can't. <sighs> All right. Let's keep going. Sorry. I almost, I almost completely got off on a tangent here. Zach Bart says, Vrabel is a name that has an aura around it that can draw attention, but he's not the best recruiter and will be in the same spot looking for a defense line coach when an opportunity comes up for him. Yep, 100% agree. Like, Vrabel is not the guy you want as a positional coach. Him coming in as an analyst is incredible, and you soak up every bit of pedigree, prestige that you can get from it. But I'm telling you, you need grinders on the recruiting trail. You need you need people who haven't made a ton of money, quite frankly. Um it's, that's why Jim – listen, Jim Leonard was never a great recruiter. Like, that's why when people float names like Joe Thomas for offensive line coach and this and that and former running backs for the running backs coach, none of those dudes want to be on the road 20 days of a recruiting month, right? I don't want to do that. Like, and I don't – like, you, they're not going to recruit well enough. That doesn't work. you got to go get Devin Spaulding types, right? you got to go get Greg Scruggs types. you got to go get dudes who are going to be out there fighting and clawing for recruits because kids want attention. This is the, it's as simple as that. When you, when I talk to recruits all the time, it's because this staff showed me the attention. That's where I went because they showed me the love, right? Kids want attention. And, and that's, that's not a bad thing. Like it's a relationship. You have to feed relationships attention. That's recruiting. And I don't think Vrabel's going to be a dude that does that. David Vlesky says, are you nuts? Vrabel isn't coming to Wisconsin. Well, he kind of probably is as an analyst to some degree, right? That's been reported, talked about, unless something completely just changed but uh yeah it kind of probably is um okay let's see what else i had a few more saved comments i want to make sure i bang those out uh from youtube channels dimitri i like the optimism man dimitri says just like last season it hinges on the passing game if van dyke can complete a lot of passes especially in the 15 to 20 yard range we can hang with anyone uh dimitri man as always i appreciate the optimism 
I'll say this. I think there's, I think this season hinges on Van Dyke, and I think it hinges on the defensive line more than any other component of the season. Uh, Van Dyke, you have, you got to get better quarterback play, right? The quarterback play last year wasn't good enough. It, it's just, it was lackluster. It was inconsistent. Um, it wasn't good enough. So I think, yeah, I think you're dead on on Van Dyke, but the defensive line has to get a lot better. It's, it's ironic that we're, excuse me, talking about losing a defensive line coach, but it's got to get better. And I think it will to some degree. I, I expect improvement from a couple of younger players. I think Willer is going to play. I think that's a big get. I think 10 to 15 snaps, uh, Jamel Howard, but that that unit has a long ways to go. And if it doesn't make a sizable jump, like it completely limits how good those transfer linebackers are going to be, right? It, it mucks up your ability to cover because you're not getting pressure without blitzing. It puts you in isolated situations uh, on the edges. Like that defense line's everything. It's got to be better this year. Couple more comments here, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Um, Corn Planter said, "Smash the like, thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man." Um, let's see, a couple more comments here. Not a will. Michigan and Notre Dame fans are so arrogant. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder, like, what would Badger fans be like if we if we won a national title? We listen. We won't be like Michigan fans or Notre Dame fans. Um, I'm not sure. Ryan Adler says uh, he took over a title contender from Bull Ryan and kept it average. Yeah, I mean the team he took over from Bull Ryan wasn't that good, but the program was a was. God, that's that's so. I could do a whole show on this. Was Wisconsin really a title contender under Bull Ryan, or did they just have a, a great two year run? I don't know. Listen, I, I, Ryan's probably right. I certainly, I'll say this: they they certainly took over. Bull Ryan left an incredibly high sustained level of consistent success, right? And Bo, and Bo Ryan, our great guard, hasn't lived up to that standard. But most Bo Ryan teams, I wouldn't say were title contenders either, right? They were, there was a lot of teams that had a lot of issues that Badger fans complained about. I remember it, right? Like up until that 14, 15 year, there were a lot of complaints about not making deep enough runs, not having enough athletes, right? A lot, a lot of the same things we complain about now, although certainly to a heightened degree now, because you know, Greg Gard is not Bull Ryan. And that's a that's a very fair statement there. Um all right, let's wrap it up there. Guys, I got a bunch of stuff in here that I would love to get to. Um, and I really do appreciate everybody tuning in, everybody watching this live. Uh Commandant says, yeah, they they had a great two-year run and that team was awesome. hundred percent agree. That was that's like my favorite college basketball team ever, man. That two-year run was incredible. Those Arizona games, the Kentucky game. By the way, if anyone's interested, we're going to be renting out a venue this summer in Wisconsin. Um, we're going to put it up on the huge big screen somewhere, the Kentucky game. We're going to have we're going to have beer. We're going to have alcohol. We're going to have food. We're going to have a giant watch party to rewatch the Badgers-Kentucky uh, game where they went in and they smacked 38-0 Kentucky, smacked them down, got to the national title game, make them believe. Um, yeah, we're going to have a big event with it this summer and just have a fun time with the community, drink beer, have fun, eat food, watch the Badgers. I can't wait for that. Um, Bo said they had a, they had a two-year run. Are you guys crazy? No, no. I mean, like a champion. How many years were they legitimately championship caliber teams? Bo, Bo Ryan had the entire time he, he was here, it was a run, right? I'm not diminishing anything Bo Ryan did at all. He was incredible. Um I'm just wondering, as a championship-level team, it feels like they're consistently right below that tier. 
but that's taking like Bo Ryan's a Hall of Fame coach. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing I would take away from him ever. Uh, Ryan and Notable say, "Are we going to do that in Cumberland?" Yeah, let's let's do it in Cumberland. Let's do it in Sea Town, the Island City, the five four eight two nine, the Beaver Dam. Let's go. Now we'll do it somewhere, hopefully more central in Wisconsin. I would love to get a bunch of people out. We're gonna have a great time with it. I'm already kind of preliminarily planning some stuff. Um, it's gonna be a, a, an absolute blast and just a great time to get everybody from the community in, talk Badgers, watch Badgers, and celebrate one of the great moments in Badger history. One of the greatest, honestly. Man, I could wax poetic on this, and I said seven minutes ago, I'm like, all right, let's wrap this up. But you go back and you watch that Badgers-Kentucky game. I mean, seriously, and listen, let's just put the invite. Let's just put the invite out there. I don't care. Let's do it. Let's keep rolling. Who cares? What else is anybody doing on a Monday night? All right, there's the invite if anybody wants to jump on quick. Um, But you go back and look at that Wisconsin-Kentucky game. There's like 10 NBA guys in that game when you look at Kentucky's roster and our roster. It's one of the greatest – March Madness games ever. The collection of talent, the, the level of play, the two coaches, the environment, the expectations for Kentucky having an undefeated season in the second year of that Badger run. I mean, it was incredible. I, I, I will never forget the feeling I had after the game. That's that's why you're a fan, right? And I'm just coming off a Super Bowl loss, and I am friggin' devastated. I literally barely slept last night. I ate – y'all have no idea. I literally was eating – after the game ended, and I for probably 30 minutes to an hour after the game, I just sat uh, with my TV was off, and I was eating Skittles, drinking IPAs. It was like Marshawn Lynch. I was like, I couldn't even move. Like, I was, you know, so, like, there's more down. My bigger point with this is there's more downs than there are upset sports fans, right? But that that win over Kentucky, that's one of the greatest sporting wins. I mean, I was there watching with my, my, my fam. It's one of the greatest wins ever. Um, so... Yeah, and that Bo Ryan brought us that. Bo Ryan put that team together. He and yeah, so that's why we're gonna have a big community event on that. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Um, hopefully, even maybe get a Badger player or two there. Although I still am nowhere near that that point of the plan. Bo Drayton says Shanahan's are chokers. Yeah. Um, Commonant says I think you have to be an elite eighteen to be a title contender, but that is just my opinion. Uh, Decker step back from Nota Whale. Yeah. Um, that team was awesome. All right, we'll wrap it there. Uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I think I had one more comment from a safe thing here. I wanted another optimistic, happy comment. Oh, this is, Pavel said, bruh, shave. He watched an earlier show I did where I hadn't shaved in a few days. Here's the thing. I'm not shaving until we win another Big Ten basketball game. There's Robert. What's up, Robert? What's going hey. on, Ryan? Big friend of the show. Um, and actually, oh, yeah. I can comment queued up here next, man. Ryan will always take the over. Oh, Robert. yeah. always. <laughs> he's always taking – and you did. You oh. convinced yourself. I knew it Knew it was going to happen. They set the over under at six and a half. I'm disrespectful. Is it? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll convince myself that they're, they're going to get the over. So, I mean, it, listen, if you hit six, I mean – that's a disaster, right? The second year Luke Fickle, if you win six games. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're going after someone like Van Dyke. I mean, that was like last year with Mordecai. It's like if they didn't bring him in, the expectations were going to be low, but they keep making moves that keep the expectations high, which which is good. But, I mean, that's what Fickle's going to have to deal with because of that. Where are you at on that over-under? Yeah, I think I'm probably with you. I'm right around seven there. So seven wins. I mean, 
it'll be higher before the season starts, but you know. Does that feel like a? Let's say we hit the over, we hit seven, right? Yeah. Is that a good season? I mean, you got to look at like the quality of wins and like how they win because it's like I think you're still definitely building this team. I think we we figured out last year that you know it wasn't going to be as easy as what we thought you know so you got to look at how they're winning you know is the defense playing better you know is our defensive line finally better like what are we doing with these recruits that are coming in i mean i'm really excited about the running backs but they are still young uh you only got ituka coming in for early so it's like is it going to be something where they get rolling at the end of the year but at least we got a younger team, so they're going to be able to stay and get better. Yeah, so. I feel like I feel like if you get seven, you get the over, but that's still not a good season. I feel like you got yeah. to wait more for me to be like, okay. Because if you get seven, here's here's how I was thinking about it. Um, oh, there's Pavel telling me to shave. Dude, <laughs> listen, I'm not shaving until we win a Big Ten. So I did shave once, but I'm not shaving again until we win a Big Ten <laughs> game in, in college basketball. Um so we'll see what that beard gets to. I was I was saying, I think if you win seven games, that means you lost probably all your tough game, right? Yeah. You lose the quartet of Penn State, USC, Oregon, and God, who's the other one already? Already blanking. We have four tough ones, um, yeah. and you lose to an, like I feel like that's a failure. You got to win one of the tough games. I feel I feel like you got to win one of them, especially when and this is a comment up here from Christian. Three of them are at home, so I would say eight and four is my minimum to be I think happy next year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's an okay season, and like, and that's why I said it's like the quality of wins, even like how the losses are. It's like you got to look at all that. You can't just say, okay, well, this is the record. I feel like that's always the problem when people just look at the end of the season. They look at the what the record was, and it's like, oh, this team was terrible. And it's mm -hmm. like it's not always the case. Like, there's more to the story in the games. No, that's a good point. No, that, I mean, that is a very good point. How you lose, who you lose to, um, all of that does matter. This is uh, from Ryan saying Bama's going to be cheeks in a whole new system. <laughs> um, I, dude, they're still going to have so much more talent than us, though. I just I, hope their safeties look terrible. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Burning all their safeties. I would absolutely love that. Uh, Ryan's not shaving till fall. John, you got to have faith now. We're going to beat Ohio State. I feel like I'm not even going on, on that big of a limb here. Christian says for recruiting purposes, they need to go eight and four. Yeah, I, I agree, guys. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Robert, man, it's awesome that you're the guy that jumped in. As right. oh, Robert Swartz and great friend of the show. Leave us with the last thought here, man. Where are you at on this basketball team? Oh, uh, basketball team? It, it's like <laughs> you you set me up for it. I mean, like I said, guards on the hot seat if, if they don't do good in the tournament. Like if it's a, if it's a first round exit, it, it's the hot seat for him. Um, McGee, you know, him being out definitely hurt the team more than anyone was expecting. Mm -hmm. I think you probably need some more athletes, but they just haven't been able to do it. And I, I think you need some swagger. And I think that's something the team's kind of lacking. So yeah. like Crowell, when he was trying to dunk earlier in the year, I feel like he was trying to get that, but he like realized he couldn't do it. And so Storr's the only one who's got it. And so everyone gets mad at him for shooting the ball. But it's like he's the only one willing to do it. So I'm not going to be mad at, at him for it. So keep shooting store. You know, they get him going early. Hopefully he's able to continue that throughout the game. 
Yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you on store. Like he shoots because nobody else does. Like you got to take the shots. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there. He's Robert Sorensen jumping on impromptu, yeah. but I appreciate it. Thank you for everybody in the chat on Wisconsin, and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Oh, someone in the uh, that was me. When's Brady coming on? So Brady should hopefully be on Wednesday. Uh, we right. gonna be last weekend. It got shifted. So uh, send me all Brady's questions if if you guys yeah. have. Um, I have plenty, and it'll be a good one for sure. I was going to say, I saw him on uh, what Believe in Badgers, and I was ready to run through a wall. You know, I was all ready for him. Dude, that dude brings juice, man. I cannot wait. Like, those are the shows where I wish I could go an hour, two hours, but yeah, but I can't. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Robert, thank you. Everybody in the chat, thank you guys so much. On Wisconsin, we'll beat Ohio State tomorrow. On sure. Wisconsin, go Badgers. That's it.